Good morning, friends, and thank you for joining me another morning with the Wake Up With Glow podcast. I'm so happy that you're spending this time with me, whether you're listening to this shortly after I post it or later in the day. I just hope that your energy is filled with much positivity today, and if it isn't, that you can turn it all around, and hopefully this podcast will help you in doing that incredibly, incredibly important topic today. The topic of cultivating your worldview and how we perceive our lives and the greater picture of how we interact with the world and what we deem important in this life that we're living, how that ultimately dictates everything our level of success and fulfillment, how it ties in all of the aspects of ourselves and everything that we come to experience and is the distinguishing factor between why some people are incredibly happy and fulfilled and others are really struggling to find that fulfillment. And I want to start by just saying that Cultivating your worldview, it's an incredibly big feat to take on. And that's because the first step in doing so really involves your ability to extract all of the unnecessary, all of the noise, all of the damage of your past to be able to really show up for yourself with a clear slate and really silence everything that's going on around you because what your completion, what your fullness really relies on, your ability to find peace, it's no mistake that we talk about finding peace within yourself. You know, when people say establishing a peaceful environment, that is literally the summation of everyone who makes up that environment finding peace within themselves. And in order to do that, you have to understand that just like the cultivation of your perspective and your worldview, which you walk this earth with, finding peace too is an active process. And I think a lot of people struggle so much with finding their peace and finding how they view the world You know, not everyone asks themselves, how do I see the world? What does life mean to me? You know, to think back of when I was in middle school, I've always had this draw toward philosophy, which later became a draw toward psychology. And it's because some people more early on than others, start to really be enraptured by this human experience. And I think that, and I wish actually, that formal education would incorporate more, would force us to delve deeper into what the human experience actually entails and how we can actively pursue it and understand it for the better so that we can contextualize ourselves and throw ourselves in the mix with a more conscious understanding of how we view life. Because ultimately, how you view life is really the only thing that matters. 
You know, we need to live in reality, but our reality is a construction of our thoughts. So if we can't really hone in on what we think and separate that from what we've been told to think and what everyone around us thinks, which is a huge problem for many, if we can't do that, then it's, it's really challenging to ever be able to find your own worldview. You're just adopting someone else's worldview and then trying to live who you are in accordance with someone else's worldview. And that's just incompatible. And for some, maybe they'll get really lucky and one out of 10 people will discover that who they are is actually compatible with the worldview that they've adopted earlier on. But for most of us, that won't be the case. And how you see the world, it will in fact dictate how good of a life you live. And think about that for a moment. How many of us don't actually reflect on how we see the world? You know, there's a famous quote that says, you know, if you live in a hostile world, or if you, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but something along the lines of, you know, if you, um, if you think the world is hostile, then you'll live in a hostile world. And if you think the world is peaceful, then you'll live in a peaceful world. And I'm probably butchering that quote, but the meaning is the same in that how you approach life is ultimately what life becomes for you. And if you want to live a better life, if you want to feel more at ease with, you know, all this uneasiness that people feel, this anxiety, you know, everyone is suffering from anxiety these days. Why? And I would go so far to say that it ultimately boils down to the fact that we're trying to live lives that were not meant for us. We're not looking at life through the lens that we're supposed to look at it. And you can imagine, you know, even the, like the greats, people are pursuing things in their lives for the wrong reasons. And I can literally sit and talk to you about this for hours on end, for days and months. And if you're not ready to receive this information, it'll literally go in one side of your head and out the other. Because you have to be able to be real with yourself. You have to be willing to accept the fact that you're not optimizing your life and your desires. You're allowed to want other things. You know, if your parents wanted you to be a lawyer, you're allowed to not want to be a lawyer. If you're really good at being a carpenter, but you just don't love it, that doesn't mean it's your calling because you're good at it. And people confuse this. They confuse this, you know, this notion of having natural talent. Whatever you're naturally talented at, you're supposed to pursue, right? Wrong. You're supposed to pursue what sits easy on your soul. You're supposed to pursue the thing that you don't need to look outside of yourself to be motivated for. Because ultimately, it's just you at the end of the day, traversing the earth and having to force yourself to do these things. And if you're forcing yourself to do them, 
I can guarantee you that there's a timer on doing them in the end. You won't go as far. You won't be able to fake it till you make it. There's a level of power in authenticity, in, you know, being able to really just say, you know what, forget it. Forget what I've been told to date. Forget what I've told myself, what I've thought was right for me. There's tremendous power in being able to walk away for things that are not meant for you. And we struggle because we develop these identities around what we were supposed to be, what we were told to be. But what if you could walk away? What if you could convince yourself and stop telling yourself these lies that you're supposed to be this person? What if you just listened to your own intuition and became who you wanted to be? What sits right with your heart? You know, if, if you are feeling compelled to do something, there's a reason for that. And part of it is external. You know, the world speaks to you. When you step out into your light, when you go out and you do the things that sit right with you, the world will respond and it'll tell you you're doing the right thing. And that might not, you know, that positive affirmation might not come in the form of a big check at first. It might not come in the form even of tremendous gratitude from other people around you who you think you're helping. See, because that's the real test. The test that you're going through in your life is the test of what am I supposed to do? Where is the intersection between my truth and impact? Because everyone is intended to make an impact. You know, I don't care what you do, but if you're not living for someone else, and I don't mean in the context of reliance or dependence, I mean, if you're not living to serve other people, then you will never find fullness in yourself because we're not designed to live for our own benefit. We're designed to survive and to thrive, but it, it's never been about living for someone, for someone's self. There's a difference between self-sustainability and just being self-enraptured. Think about how little good you can do by focusing on getting your Lambo and making bank and doing all of these things and dressing yourself in diamonds. That's great. And I'm not trying to downplay it. If that's what, if that's what you deem success I would argue that you really need to do some more deep self-reflection. But perhaps there's a reason why you're searching for that. Perhaps something in your childhood and your adolescence showed you that when you acquired that, you would feel fulfilled and you, you would feel as though you achieved something. And maybe you use that as a benchmark of how far you can go. You need to challenge yourself. You know, for someone else, perhaps getting in the gym and ensuring that they can visualize a six-pack on themselves 
that means they've succeeded, but they're, you know, everything else kind of sucks. Their legs are flimsy and they have uh, smaller biceps than I have. And, but to them, that visual manifestation of a six pack, which let us not discount how much commitment goes into having that, you know, genetics aside, they needed to visualize that. So I'm not discounting the fact that maybe that is your way of visualizing your ability. But I promise you that it ends there. Your fulfillment does not grow out of the material. If you're not doing something more to fill yourself up, if you're not striving for something beyond the things that you can actually see, you're in trouble. And I just wish that more people would really focus in on the fact that you have so much authority over your worldview. I wish more people were coming out and saying, it's not what we've been told. It's not what we've been taught. You don't like to learn? Don't go back to school. Are you afraid that you won't find a way to sustain yourself financially? That's just not true. You know, you want credibility in the sense of uh, having the acclaim of, you know, whatever qualifiers you're using to justify your appearance, your intellect, your creativity, whatever you're using as a measure of that, sit down and reflect on whether that's actually an accurate tool for your assessment. Okay, so you took the IQ test and it told you that you have a low IQ. So what does that mean? Now, does that mean that you're doomed and your business will never succeed or you'll never be, you know, the next big breakthrough in science or I don't know. Sorry, all my examples tend to be in the realm of um, intellectual pursuit and academia because I just feel so strongly that formal education plays such a big role in conditioning us to believe that this is the way, that there's one cookie cutter way to get gratification, to feel that we've achieved true success within ourselves. We look outside, you know, we need that degree, we need that certificate, we need someone else to validate our power but I want to say, look outside. If you don't have people in your immediate life who are cultivating the worldview that works with who you are, you need to find new people. Go on the internet. Really sit down. Make a list. What are the five things that you think about the world? They can be spiritual, religiously based, whatever it is. Write down what those things are. And then ask yourself where you fit into all of that. What do you like to do? What are you good at? What are you not good at but could potentially get better at? Make things align in your plan, but make your plan your own. Don't make a list of things that you think you're supposed to do or, you know, that you've been telling yourself you're supposed to do because you're afraid to break through and break apart from that. You don't want to start over. I don't care how old you are. You still have a lot of life to live. And that's part of worldview. Shining that perspective on the fact that 
No matter where you are in your journey, you have the ability to pick up and change that course. And sticking with a course for the comfort and security of a steady paying job or you know, knowing how it's going to go, being able to predict what it'll look like because you've been there and you've been doing it. There's no growth there. So you either need to accept that things are going to stay exactly as they are and be okay with that. Accept that and know that you might regret it in five or 10 years or tomorrow. Or pick up and make the decision, stop giving yourself so many options and move forward with what you know is possible, and I'm telling you it's possible. And if you ever find yourself in a place where you're saying, well, I don't think it's possible for me, you need to cut that off immediately, those thoughts. Cut them off, shut it down, and then go on Google and Google some people who are doing what you're claiming to be impossible. Because that's the only way. That is the only way to cultivate a truly realistic worldview for yourself. And the truth of the matter is that there no longer are these gatekeepers in our society, in our culture. We've moved past that. There are no gatekeepers. The only gatekeeper that exists still is the ability to grab and hold other people's attention. The market has changed. Everything is different in business and in social. Everything is completely different and your ability to pursue your truth and move forward in alignment with your true worldview is what's going to connect you to other people. And that's ultimately what breeds the most success. How you connect to other people, the relationships you're building, the impact you're having on other people's lives. People are the only gatekeepers anymore. And you have the ability to go as far as you want to go know that. Maybe not in the arena that you thought you were supposed to go in. Maybe you're in the wrong arena and that's why you're not going far. You need to be able to really hone in on what you believe. And it's hard. It is hard to remove years of conditioning. But it's essential. And acknowledging that fact is literally the first step in a completely new life for you. So I encourage you to do this. Before you go to bed every single night, take five to 10 minutes and make a demand of your subconscious. Delve deep into yourself and try to remove everything you know to be true. And just feel what you feel. And write it down. One sentence. What do I want? What do I feel? If I could have anything and I removed everything that I know to be true, I removed risk from the equation, I could erase Everything that I choose to do tomorrow, if I make huge mistakes and it all goes downhill, what would you do? How would you spend tomorrow? And I hope, I hope that that small exercise sheds some light 
on the truth of your personal worldview. And remember, no opinions here, just glow facts.